This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. What up, what up? This is Keeping It 300, a Raiders and Packers podcast. I'm Fallon Smith. We got my guy, James Jones, on the other side of the mic, who's actually at the NFL Network Studios right now. What's up, JJ? What's going down? Yeah, you know, I took some time out of my day to come do this podcast. You know, I got work to do over <laughs> here, but, you know, I try to do what I could do when I could do it. Anyways, this is work. You're obligated to do this podcast. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm excited about our guest this week. He's a Bay Area native from East Palo Alto, to be exact, a Fresno State legend, along with our guy Derek Carr, of course, one of the top receivers in the National Football League, two-time Pro Bowler, Packers receiver, Devontae Adams. What's cracking? Thanks for taking the time, Tay. No problem. Hey, that, no problem. That's a good intro right there, though. You pumped him up a little bit. I, I feel like I had to run out to that one. <laughs> I, try, I try to do my best when we got guests, you know? Because I sure don't get nothing like that, but it's all good. Anyways, I, I want to take it way back, Tay, uh, growing up in EPA. For those who don't know, EPA... It's rough. High crime rate, a lot of murders, etc. Do you remember a time or a moment when you thought, okay, one day I'm going to get my family out of here? I have to. 100%. 100%. That was on the same day that I had to literally grab my little sisters during the drive-by. And I said, yeah, I don't, I don't see myself uh, growing old in this, in this neighborhood. I love, I love the city. I love where I'm from. But I had uh, when I saw my life flash in front of my eyes like that. I said, "Yeah, I got to, I got to make sure I get out of here and provide for my family, so we can be in a little safer situation." No, you're right, cause I, cause I always give Tay, you know, some grief about, you know, EPA. You know, what I mean, <laughs> talking about, <laughs> you know, talking about, you know, he grew up across the street from Stanford and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So I'll be giving him a hard time. But no, man, cats really don't know how how grimy it is out there, man, and how you know, shoot. In certain parts of, you know, East Palo Alto, man, it's rough, man, and it's hard to get up out of there. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're one of the ones that did. Appreciate it, yeah, man. That was that was one of my biggest goals. That was, you know, the money and all that is, is phenomenal, and we love it, but just being in a position where I can just live life in a, you know, in a, in a little bit more calm state, you know what I mean? Didn't have to worry about quite as much. I, I had to go to... Uh, elementary and middle school out the way, so my, that's basically the, the position that my parents put me in to make sure, um, you know, it was I was in the best spot to be successful because being in that area and going to school with all of my boys that uh, you know may not have been up to the best behavior and stuff on a daily basis. Um, being away from that was was what my parents felt best to make sure I can lock in and do what I had to do. So 
uh, yeah, had had to do what we had to do. Now I want to follow up on that because I, I just want to know. You know, I mean, I ain't never really. I mean, you my dog, but I ain't never really sat down. Like, how much of growing up in the EPA kind of fuels you right now to to go out there and keep grinding? Because you wanted you one of those guys who, I mean, everybody's saying you get your helmet knocked off, concussion on the ground, you back the next week catching a game winning touchdown. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that, you know, what I mean, stems from you know the dog inside you and kind of where you grew up from. So. Is a lot of that from 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 how you was raised? Yeah, man. I mean, that's really that's really all it is. I feel like obviously my genetic makeup. I feel like with some of these hits, like you said, I've taken uh, that. I'm just wired a little bit different. You know, it sounds funny to say, but I, I think that's truly what it is. God makes it a little bit different to where I can withstand a lot more than the average. Uh, it's not something I really want to brag about when it comes to getting hit in the head because I would much rather just not even be able to test that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm able to deal with a little bit of that. And, you know, the way my parents raised me, where I'm from, a lot a lot of that uh, basically just, just built me and made, made, made me who I am today. So, I wouldn't trade none of it, but it just makes the story a little bit better to be able to come out of that, get a little bit of adversity, and, uh, yeah, man, catch my stride and, and provide for my family. I was reading a feature story from Bleacher Report, and I think they wrote it about um, a year ago, and it was about your mom and how your mom kind of kept the family together, and she worked multiple jobs to take care of you, your brother, and your sisters. Is that where your, your strength comes from and your never-give-up attitude comes from, your mom? Yeah, man. My, my my dad obviously is is you know physically tough and mentally tough, all of those things. But when you look at it, you know, and, and obviously me growing up a mama's boy, I, I see my mom on a on a day to day and and how the way she struggled and how she fight through that. You know, it, that, that really just inspired me to make sure I can put it, put her in a position where she don't have to worry ever again. So um, yeah, my, my my mom, she I'm I'm her only child. I got twin sisters. And I got a brother that's ten years older. The twin sisters ten years younger, but uh, she she always been there. She was there for my brother when I was when I was younger, when he was younger, um, and she still look out for my sisters too, like they her own. So you know, she's definitely my hero. I love it. Well, a couple years ago, you signed a what fifty eight million dollar contract oh, extension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it surreal when you look back at your life and where you came from and where you are today? Is it kind of surreal? A thousand percent. Sometimes, I mean, I've had multiple instances where I'm not afraid to say it. I've been out, whether I'm out the country on a on a yacht or I'm doing whatever it is, and I, I just I vividly remember being on my uh, on my bachelor party and we were we were out in Costa Rica on a boat and I just sat there and was just just looking at where we were and, the, and the, just what we were doing and I broke down for a minute just because I don't. I don't. I don't take any of that stuff for granted, man. I really. I appreciate everything that God's done for me, and everything that I've been able to do for myself. Obviously, through hard work and all of that stuff. So it just hit me every now and then. It's not a. It's not something that you think about it every second of the day. But when it. When you. When you take a step back and just think about all the things that you've been blessed with, and you know all the all the people that that you blessed to have in your life, it it it, it can get you emotional a little bit. And like I said. I'm not a, I'm not a big crier at all, but to be in just to reflect sometime to think about how far I've come and the things that I can do, like you know being in a position where you can do whatever you want, literally, you know that's that's a big that's a big blessing. So I, I definitely don't take that life. You know it's crazy you say that because I catch myself doing that sometimes too. Just how how I how I grew up and you already know how I grew up, but you know I catch myself doing that sometimes too. Like wow man, look at what I'm able to see, what I'm able to do, man, and all this stuff, man. And it's it's, it's just surreal. But with that being said, man, not not a lot of people can say this. Uh, I really say it because when I 
got drafted and all that type of stuff and got my first contract, I bought my mom a house. And you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned not a crier and all that type of stuff. I'm not a big crier neither. But when I gave my mama them keys to that house, I cried like oh, a baby more than it. she more than she cried like a baby. Just because the journey, me five years old, six years old, seven years old, telling her, you know, mama, I'm gonna get you out of here. I'm gonna get you out the struggle. I'm gonna buy you a house. And her looking at me like, boy, go raise the toilet seat up. Quit peeing on the toilet seat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She ain't worried about me. And then the finally, for it to finally come true of me to deliver and give her that house, man, give her the keys to that house, man. It was it was surreal. And I broke down and cried, man. When you bought mom a house, man, and you gave them keys man what was the feeling honestly i didn't cry in that very moment just because we had been it was a brand new house so we had to build had to to finish getting built and all of that stuff so i was so stressed out throughout the whole process where that took some of the tears away but she she mom's for sure was crying and and it was it was the best feeling that i've had more than me getting my, my signing bonus straight straight in the league uh anything it was it was definitely the biggest part for me just because when you when you're able to give back over over 18 years of I mean what was it 20 21 years at when I when I got signed 21 years of what she did for me and me able to you know give a little bit of something back it, it felt good definitely when I see the look on her face and how how emotional she got about the whole situation um, and my mom is big on reassuring me how much she appreciates everything that I do and and, and continue to do for her so. That definitely had me in a spot where I was feeling it a little bit more than uh, than usual. Awesome. Well, I read that you didn't start playing football until you were, what, a junior in high school? Yeah. And that basketball was your first love, just like James, actually. And James was over here hating earlier, I'm not even going to lie. He said that he can school you at hoops. Is that true, Tay? Yeah, I'm a little bit. I didn't didn't say school. I said he can't shoot with a shooter like me. I'm something (laughs) like Steph Curry with the pot. He know. (laughs) Hey, hey, look, look, man. It's been it's been nights where Steph had 18 points and Corey Brewer put up 50 one time. So (laughs) if we want to talk about one one day's work, then I can say we we were in Nebraska. We were working out a few years. Come on, tell the world. Tell the world. Okay. See, I'm gonna I'm keep it real, just so I don't have to hear it from you again. Uh, we 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 was over at the YMCA, you know. We it was an indoor gym, but it was pretty much like outdoor, uh, you know. And and you know, which is right into my elements. I'm from East Palo Alto. There wasn't many gyms that I could just pull up at. I could. You know, I was, I'm used to shooting outside, man. So I'm I'm in my element. But then you got I, I'm I got to use the ball where the the, the, the the you know the the grip is peeling off. All stuff like this. I got an outdoor <laughs> ball in an indoor gym. Uh, I want to say it was a medicine ball, but anyway, this man is in here. He's shooting the lights out, having the best day of his life. So I mean, way, I mean, you're not you're not going to tell the world that I was shooting with the same ball. Oh, and on the same you, court. You, you were not. You were not. <laughs> we had about three balls on, in rotation, and, and he had the best one. I want to. Oh, so the so the best one, the best one was fighting my hand every time is what you're telling the world. <laughs> You had you had this you were using regulation NBA ball. Oh man. I was using the same ball that pretty much I grew up playing with. So let me say this, world, uh, everybody that listens to this podcast. It's called Keeping It Three Hundred and Tay <laughs> Keeping It Three Hundred with you. Hey, I, I was I, shooting I, on the same it. court with the same ball, but it's all good. He ain't never gonna hear the, the end of it for me. It, it, it was it wasn't the same ball. It wasn't the same <laughs> ball, but it was one day. 
That's all I'll say. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm undefeated. Everybody know how I shoot. I get, I get a lot of credit for the dunking, but when it comes down to it, the, one of the best parts of our game is shooting. So if we need to set this up, we need to do a live podcast. You know, you know, it's crazy because every. T- <laughs> Every time I come around, everybody like, man, Tay got jump shot, JJ, Tay got game. I'm like, I know Tay got game, man. He just can't mess with me. I believe what y'all say. <laughs> but my hey, dog yeah. just can't shoot with me, man. And that was in 2015, man. And I haven't gotten another, I haven't got a redemption shot yet. So that's just- hey, it's, it's coming soon, man. It's coming soon. And I'm going to take it to your court at your house with your basketballs. You know what I mean? So we ain't got no excuses. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. No, it's, it's going to be a done deal. <laughs> it's going to be a done deal. If we're keeping it 300, out of all three of us, I actually have the best jumper. And James, don't even try to hate. Ne- don't even negative. try to hate. <laughs> you do. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. You do got jump shot. But if it was a game between me, you, and Tay, you're coming in third. Oh, for real? Okay, so now we really, we really got to set this up. Come on, fellas. Nah, yeah, we really got to set this up then. You over here hating. But anyway, let's move on. You're coming in third. Let's move on to football. So as I mentioned, you know, you didn't start playing football till your junior year of high school, which meant you only got recruited by a couple schools. You end up going to Fresno State. You only played two seasons at Fresno State, but you broke a ton of records. I think, uh, what, your sophomore season, you had over 1,700 yards and 24 touchdowns? Yeah. I thought that's, that was uh, like an error or something, a typo, and I'm like, hold up, he really has 1,700 yards and 24 touchdowns? Freaking crazy. Anyways, that's where you met now Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. So, D.C. has said playing with you in college, he knew that you were special. So, I want to know, did you feel the same way about Derek Carr at the time as well? million percent. I was, I was shocked, pissed off, all of the above when, when that draft came in and we both uh, were still on the board to go into day two. And honestly, I, I just figured that something was going to happen um, with me, you know, and, and I, w- I was prepared to really just make it happen from wherever I got picked up at. But I was a little bit upset about it, but I was genuinely shocked when Derek Carr was still on the board because I've been telling everybody at the combine, been telling everybody, period, that this man right here is the best the best quarterback. He's the, he's the best thrower of the ball. He got the, the mind for it. There's really nothing that's slowing him down because the way he plays ball is the, is the way I love for a quarterback to play. He just get out there and he's going to give you a chance and he plays fearless, and and I was I, like I said, I was real shocked that he didn't come off the board in the first, especially when I seen some of the other guys that did, and I won't say any names, but <laughs> he was definitely more deserving than than a, than a couple of those guys that that went, and I think it's starting to show. So you know, I played with DC in Oakland, so I know how DC can spin the ball. DC special. Every time I talk about him, I tell people that's Baby A Rod. Because, you know, I mean, I only played with two quarterbacks. That was Brett Favre and that was Aaron Rodgers before I got to D.C. And I'm like, man, I've seen these throws before. I've seen them. You know, I mean, these are the same throws that Aaron Rodgers makes. So I, I called him baby A-Rod. I, wanted, I mean, you obviously played with both of them, too. How do you think D.C. compares to, to A-Rod talent-wise? That's that's a good question, and and I, honestly, coming in the league, I expected that question to get asked a lot more, especially with how media try to do. But now, with you being on the media side, it makes sense why you would try to <laughs> throw that curveball. One hundred percent, because I'm I'm just trying I'm just trying to get you to back me, man. That's it. Hey Devontae, I actually text James and told him to ask you about the A Rod comparison, but you know we ain't got to talk about that. Go ahead. Hey, no, hey, no, where I'm from, ain't no snitch in my blood, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's, I, I'm not tripping off of it anyway because I've like I said I've been asked this question but 
best way I can answer this is that they are in two totally different spots of their career right now. You got a guy who has been proven to be MVP quality, mm-hmm. and you got a guy who got a, a gold jacket that's sitting up in the rafters just with a cover on it right now. So mm-hmm. they're in a little bit different position right now, but I, I definitely say that if there's a guy that I had to compare to, to A-Rod as far as the mobility, the brain power, the, the ability to make some of these throws that you only got one chance to make. And and they they both go out there and make some plays that just drop my jaw. And I'm just like, man, this is this is ridiculous because I I've seen it in college. I've seen DC just pull, he'll, he'll drop back and then he just air it out and toss one 60 yards just just without without even trying. And that's the way Aaron throw. He just flicked that ball. So they both got different things that I think that nobody else in the league can do. So, like I said, they had different points in their career, but it's, it's definitely um, it's, you can definitely compare different parts of their game. But I, I, def- I say that the, the ball comes out a lot differently, though. If I had to uh, pick out something specific, I say the ball comes out a lot different. Derek, when he's throwing the ball hard, you can tell how hard the ball is about to come. With Aaron, his motion is just so fluid and smooth. Flicking a wrist, throws it. Flicking a wrist, he flicks it. So when I got in the league, a, a big thing that was tough for me was deciding how how it's going to catch the ball because a lot of the times you can't really tell how fast it comes. It's just whistling your way. So I had to get used to that a little bit. And um, But, yeah, I mean, once you get used to that, you pretty much know that based on the position and, and where where you are on the field, what type of ball is going to be coming. So it just it make, made it a little bit easier. Yeah, and 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 you're right. I am on the media side right now, but don't don't do me like that, dog. You know. <laughs> but no, because I mean, when I played in Oakland, I got this question a lot too. And when I first said it, everybody was like, "Wow, you're saying you compared him to Aaron Rodgers?" And I said, "No." I said Aaron Rodgers is in a different category. But what I'm saying is, is the tools and the qualities that DC has. It's some of the same ones that Aaron Rodgers has. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. effortless for him to throw the ball. He throws the mm-hmm. ball with anticipation, back shoulder, whether it's down the field. Like, he's a placement of the ball. Like, he's special at doing that. Does he have a gold jacket waiting for him? We don't know. 12 does. I'm not saying he's Aaron yet, but I'm just saying when you look at him and he's throwing the ball, I'm like, man, I've seen these throws made before, and I've only played with a couple guys, and those dudes were special. So, yep. That's, that, that's what I was telling the world because they came down on me hard too. Baby A Rod, baby A Rod. I'm like, man, have y'all played with A nah, Rod? <laughs> they got to understand. That's like we both said. One one guy's a proven Hall of Famer already, and the other one is is on his way. He's definitely on his way to doing that type of thing. Few more, few more things he got to do to prove that to the world. But there's not a doubt in my mind that he got the ability to do it. One hundred percent. I got to throw you another tough question. Got to put you on the spot because speaking of Aaron Rodgers, James thinks. Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Every time. He thinks he's better than Tom Brady. All day, every day. Would you agree? Would you agree, Tay? I would out a million percent agree. Why? I think that there's things that, that there's things that no matter who you are and what you do, I mean, like I I compare A-Rod to Steph all the time. Mm. And I've done that. I went on Bleacher Report with with Adam Lefko and talked to, talked to the world about that with him and everything. And the best comparison I have is, is him and Steph. It just really don't matter. It's like when Aaron doesn't throw a great ball, that don't got nothing to do with the pass rush. Nothing, nothing that you did went into that. It was just a whatever the computer shut down for a second or something like that. Yeah. When Steph don't make a make, when he don't make a, a three, is nothing. It ain't got nothing to do with the closeout or the defender because that that had nothing to do with it. Steph just missed that shot. 
And the, the ones that he hits, when you just like, that's ridiculous, he'd never practiced that shot most likely. And that's a million percent what's up with A-Rod. When he has some of these times where he's throwing the ball, I just saw a clip from way before I was playing. I want to say it's maybe one of his first years playing the other day. it got to be one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. I think it was against the Vikings. He was rolling left in the red zone and, like, jumped, it turned his body around in the air and threw a ball to, like, a tight end or something on the, on the line in between, like, two or three people. And I'm like, there's no way he ever threw that pass before, and he completes it perfectly. <laughs> Like that's the type of stuff that you got to give a man respect and, and acknowledge that it's, it's one thing to hit the slant and, and hit that and, and hit a guy in stride so he can catch a run. That's what we do in routes on air. We get out there and we run. Whether you go to the Baltimore Ravens, the Packers, or the Raiders, whoever, everybody's running the slant and everybody's repping that. Nobody's repping some of the stuff that he can get out there and do. So when, when it comes down to being the, the greatest ever, you got to start looking at some of these quarterbacks and look, is he making the same? Yeah, of course he, he can complete the go ball, but can he complete it on one leg with, you know, whoever, Khalil Mack on his back? That's the type mm-hmm. of stuff that 12 does that I don't think everybody can do. And I tell people that all the time, and this is, this is, this is what I tell them. I say, most accomplished, Tom Brady. Yeah. Greatest we've mm-hmm. ever seen, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I said, everybody always want to bring in stats and Super Bowls. And all. I said, that's all good. And I always go back to Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders. Emmitt got all the records. Mm-hmm. Emmitt got three Super Bowl rings, but you're not taking him over Barry. No, nope. Because, because yeah. Barry was just a different guy. Aaron Rodgers is just a different guy. He's the greatest we've ever seen. Tom Brady and Bill Bell, most accomplished. Take nothing away from them. Most accomplished. But the greatest we've seen quarterback position on the football field is 12, is Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And I tell people, exactly. you, can be, you, you can win and all that. That's all, that's all good because that's all whatever anybody goes off of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the greatest we've seen with our own two eyes, is Aaron Rodgers with a green jersey, and, that, and that's, that's thing, it. That's what get me. You talk about you talk about people that that want to critique these quarterbacks always off of wins and losses. It's like the only time where that really matters to me is if the dude ain't winning no games. If if you exactly. winning five or four games a, a year, okay. But this man has been to the playoffs almost every year that he's been yeah. he, especially he's been if he's healthy. Yeah, and he didn't won a bowl. He didn't got to the NFC Championship twice since I've been here. It's yeah. like, okay, I can get that, but we're talking about individual stuff. We're not talking about Super Bowls because that's not even nothing to talk about. We already know where that's going. But yeah. when we talk about who's better, we, that's what, that's what we got to bring up. So you're saying if he never wins another Super Bowl, that he's still going to be the GOAT? The GOAT. Not the it's, most it's accomplished, hard. but the greatest we ever seen with our eyes, yes. It's two, it's two totally different things. And like I said, if you come out here halfway through his, his career, what is he in, 14, almost 15, maybe something like that, can't even keep track no more. But if you come out and for seven years he got losing records and we having this conversation, then it changes a little bit because he's not Cause winning this, games, so how good is No he doubt. Because this is my thing. If Aaron Rodgers goes out there and he wins three more Super Bowls and he has four, all of a sudden, it's going to be a conversation. Uh, oh my goodness, Aaron Rodgers just overcame Brady, and he's the greatest of all. T- Why? He's been doing the same stuff he's been doing his whole career. But just because he added a couple more Super Bowls, now he's better than Tom Brady. No, he's better than Tom Brady now of the product that he puts on the field. So you can't even compare the Super Bowls. No, you can't. You can't because, like I said, it's it's just going to be situational, and people just use it as something to help their argument. 
So uh, I just can't. I gotta. I gotta just void that out. And when people start talking about that, I don't even want to have the conversation with them. Well, I'm sure you watch TV. You already know where I go 24-7. <laughs> no, and I will tell you this, Devontae. I remember uh, James's rookie year. It was the last year uh, with Brett Favre, and he came to my house. I uh, was chopping up with my pops, and my dad was like, what are you guys going to do now, you know, now that Brett Favre is retiring, even though obviously he went and played with the Vikings. But mm-hmm. uh, James was like, oh, now we good. We we got Aaron Rodgers. Y'all don't even understand. We good. Yeah, we, we more than good. That's, if I <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's what people got to realize when when you practice with a guy and you see what he does every single day. Man. People call it – people, people want to say that, that it, it, it takes the credibility away and that you can't – you know, you just you just being, you know, you tilted one side because you because that's your guy. But no, it's 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 that way because you get to see what happens every day. You get to see some of the uncut stuff that nobody gets to see. You only get to see, or the rest of the world gets to see the 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 game time on the field stuff. But that's mm-hmm. only literally twenty five percent of what of what we get to see. We get we get the whole week and and week in and week out. The man does crazy stuff in practice where you just like. And, and you know, if, if, I've seen I've caught in balls from him that were amazing passes, and he'll be pissed off about it because it wasn't exactly where he wanted to put it. And that's yeah, crazy. I'm he, he like, he crazy. Like, and if I don't put that right on his back shoulder, then then I have an issue with it. So I've seen mm-hmm. it. And I've, I've, I'll look on film and I'll go back to him like, why why were you shaking? I'll see him on film shaking his head, and I'll be like, why were you shaking yeah. your head? He'll be like, because I, I, there's no way that I should be missing that ball right there. I'm like, missing it, we scored. He like, yeah, put it exactly where I wanted to put it. Uh, and, and, that, and that's how he is, man. He's a perfectionist, and that's what people can't see, man. And me and you have seen that. Because we've been in games, and I'm like, I'm running around. Like, I'm running. We got Pepper in the red zone. I'm running a post behind the DB, and I'm like, dang, man, ain't no way I'm getting this ball. Next thing you know, I see this ball coming. I'm like, this boy done threw this. <laughs> he done threw this thing. <laughs> right? I said, and as, as you catching it, you like, man, this boy is something else. He is something else. I, I, I promise you I've had that happen a million times where I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm in, I see the coverage, and I'm like, you know what? This 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 is weak. All practice, all, all week, I've been wanting this ball, and they're going to run this. And I feel yeah. hard in my head. I'm like, oh my god, there it go. That's funny. Yeah, he done, he really he done threw this ball. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time to talk about you now, Tay. But before we get to that, we have to take a quick break. What's up, Blue Wire family? If any of our listeners are entrepreneurs or you sell things online just to make a few bucks, as you guys know, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. So no matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, SD, or even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. And get this, ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, it helps you save money on shipping costs, and the most important thing of all, of course, it helps keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. And you know how much that could be a pain. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, 
even Amazon fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. Again, ShipStation.com, then enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, we are back. So, Devontae, I'm not sure if you heard Xavier Rhodes' comments, but uh, he was asked to name the top three toughest receivers to cover. Yeah. And he said, one, Julio Jones, two, Antonio Brown, and three, you. Well, well, he didn't say three, me. What did he say? I, I, think, it was, I think it went in reverse order. He just said one to start off with Julio. That's the first thing that he did. <laughs> <laughs> If you watch the interview closely, he didn't say three. He just went in there talking about Okay. It could have been any number. Okay, they asked top three, but guess what? That's fine. Wherever you want to put yourself, that is totally fine. But <laughs> I'm messing around. I know. But he said, you know, ever since he faced you, well, he's faced you every year since you entered the league. And he said, you've been unbelievable and your improvement has kind of just been ridiculous. So what part of your game do you think you've improved the most since you entered the league in 2014? Um, I don't know what part of my game I've improved the most on. That's a tough question. I think that I've taken certain things that I was good at before, and I've 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 taken them and kind of taken those to a new level. If if that makes sense, I feel yeah. like I've I've always been blessed with my ability to to get off the spot. You know, quickness, lateral quickness, and be able to move. You know, from my, from my basketball background, obviously a lot of what I do, my releases and my routes, is based off of what I've done in the past and on the on the hoop court. So. Um, I've, I've taken that real seriously, and I just took all of that and tried to say I'm, I'm gonna find out what I'm best at, make that you know you know my patent thing that, that that my go-to, and obviously it's worked. And guys giving me more respect, and um, I actually just saw Zay out there. I was I was just in the Bahamas a few days ago, and I ran into him at the same uh, at Atlantis. So we chopped it up and talked Ooh, a little bit. That boy at the cold. That boy at the cold feet yeah, kicked man, up. The cold. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had to go. We had to go make a little stop, you know. Cold, cold, you already know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So I want to know then if you know you were saying that he didn't have an order of uh, the toughest receivers to cover. So let's do this. Uh oh. Who are your top five <laughs> receivers in the league right now? And you can include yourself. So go one through five. No, I want I want him to do it without including himself because all receivers all receive all receivers think they're the best. You're right. You're right. Tay, if Tay don't put himself at number one, I'm gonna be like, bro, what you doing? So right. without without itself. Fine. Fine. Who's your top without five. Me, without me in it, top five. I gotta order it, or can I just put? five? No, you no. can just 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 put five. You ain't gotta order it because we yeah, we coming yeah, off the yeah. dome. So yeah, yeah you tough. coming off the top. All right. All right, top five uh, right right now, or is this just like in the league right, period? Right now, in the league right now, balling. Okay, balling in the league right now, top five. Okay, I got I got Julio, I got uh, Hop. Okay, uh-huh. I got AB. Yes. Yep. I got. Now some uh, dogs out there. Is Tyreek Hill? Yeah, is Keenan Allen? Yeah, yeah I, I got. See, and this is the thing, man. Look, I'm my my top five. It, it changed. I mean, I think that there's really. I don't think that there is a top five. But I'm gonna. I'll do the list just for y'all. But I don't think there's a top five. 
because because I think Keenan is is top three. Mm. But that's what that's what. Hey, and I I agree. I agree. I I I've been around my my NFL world, and I've been on a lot of these teams. And one of these teams I landed on was the chart. Keenan is special, so I agree. So I want you to tell the world who is you putting him in there. Keenan's in the top five. If he in my top okay. three, got to be top five. Okay, so that's that's four. So you need so Julio, Keenan, AB, and uh, Hop. Who's the fifth one? Hop. And then I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, and, and once again, this is reminding the world that I'm not putting myself in it because JJ said so. so yes. Don't think. Don't don't think that. that yeah. So the list would be done. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I'm gonna have to go. Are you going Tyreek Hill? You going OBJ? OBJ, maybe. That, that's and that's the thing. My boy been hurt. Obviously, Odell is a is a, is a top two talent. Yeah. Like, yeah. But but he's been hurt. Things like that. I gotta put I gotta put O in there. Okay, good. I'm just gonna okay. Do, I'm gonna stop. I gotta put O in there, and then if I gotta go another two. On top of that, I'm gonna go. Nah. No, 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 only, 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 only five, only five. And this is my this, and and yeah, and this is my counter question too. <laughs> Who are you taking out if you had to put Tay in? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> OBJ, I know, I'm assuming OBJ because it took a long time to get your number five in there. Holy, but OBJ when OBJ but is I'm healthy, it's tough to get him out. So I'm I'm glad y'all realize now yeah, that there is no top five. There is there's, there's one, two, 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 three, three, four, four, five, five. No, that's good. There's there's multiple. It's just like you know you know how you check the receiving halfway through the year and you see. Five dudes got the same amount of touchdowns, so it just say three, and then it got five guys under three. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Say that again. When you're checking the, the receiving, so I'm checking. I'm going to go see at week six who got the most. Oh, touchdowns. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody they, they the same. Right yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, everybody got is, five dudes got five dudes got eight. Is this one, 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 one? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's why, and that's why I kind of. Because then you got Mike Thomas, yeah, and and that's and that's just a different. Yes, I forgot he, about he Mike Thomas. All hands team. He yeah. played a little different game, but you cannot yeah. take away what he do. No, yeah. I mean that man. Yeah, it's is, tough. Is it, it, it's tough to just. It's tough to just narrow it down to five. But I want to. I want to share the world a story about um, how Aaron Rodgers feels about Devontae Adams. So, okay, go ahead. We in we in Scottsdale. Me and Aaron Rodgers go to lunch. <clears throat> we having a little breakfast, so we just talking. I mean, you know, we get to talking about Tay and the season and the receivers and all that. And he was like, he looked at me. He said, Tay is special. He's one of the. He's probably the best receiver that I've ever had. Mm. I'm sitting right across from him, though. I mean, come on, JJ. I mean. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know twelve. You know twelve. No, I'm a nut. He know I ain't got no sense. I'm like, so I'm like the best you ever had, huh? <laughs> hey, so I'm so I'm just boo-boo, huh? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking. I'm like, okay, but he was like, no, man. He's just he like JJ for real. He just something different, man. He just he just special. I said, I know. I've been telling y'all since day one. When when Tay got drafted, Jordy had called me, and I'm like, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I said. <laughs> 
You know, because this is what I saw with her. I said, watch out. I said, the young boy coming for your spots. He ain't playing no games. I said, bro, he's a baller. But no, 12 was just like, man, out of all the receivers he'd have never been around, he like, man, Tay, Tay special, man, probably the best one that, that I've had. And I'm like, I know I'm sitting across from me, so I'm going to say that you excluded me from that conversation. But I, I know what you <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about, man. The boy is special, man. So, with that being said, man, expect this ball. And you know the ball coming to you about 150 times this year. So expect it, man, because he believe in you, though. I need that. I need that. And Tay, James <laughs> actually, two podcasts ago, a couple weeks ago, he said, don't be surprised if Tay is in the conversation for league MVP. You know what I'm saying? See, he don't even know how I'd be pubbing him up. But, you know, he'll find <laughs> out later. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Hey, that's, 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 that's my dog right there. And like I said, man, all this goes back to I don't want the world to think that it's biased because – that's not how it is with, with whether it's me talking about A-Rod, James talking about me, James talking about Jordy. We just all seen each other go, man. So we all know what, what one another is capable of. It's one hundred a little bit more, a little bit more day in and day out to where, you know, I can solidify that. And, you know, this, James been saying the same thing about me for a while, but now people are just starting to jump on the train and understand. So it really just goes back to the behind the, behind the, behind the scenes stuff that's going on. That, that, you know, the teammates get that everybody don't get. And the real reason why I did say it too, Tay, is because we both play for Coach Mike. And playing for Coach Mike, it's all about line up and play. We better than you. Mm-hmm. We got 12. We got very athletic skill positions on the outside. Let's line up and play. Let's go to work. And you get your ball through the offense. And I said, I ain't never met LaFleur. I said, I don't know what his offense going to look like. But I said, if it's going to look like I think it's going to look like, and that's taking advantage of matchups, moving certain people around like Devontae Adams, and giving him 10, 15 targets a game, I said, don't be surprised if we come out of this thing and Devontae is up there for this MVP. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, right, his whole career, all he did was line up and play, and he'd been destroying the league. So mm-hmm. now if he, the coach's game planning for him to get him the ball 97% of the time when the ball is being passed, I said, you're going to see a different dude. So, Tay, how would you describe Matt LaFleur's offense, and why do you think and believe you will flourish in this offense? It's explosive, man. I think think this is going to be an opportunity for me to, one, you're going to see the the yards per catch go go up a a lot from, from what it's been. Not that it hasn't been where it needs to be, but I think we'll be able to, you know, look at some of the, the yards per catch Julio has, the same offense. So that what he's able to do, what what the guys in L.A. have been able to do, just, you know, with, with whoever they've had, whether it's Coop, um, you know, they got they got Woods over there, Cooks, all them guys, they're they making a lot of noise. And it's, it's the wealth is being spread. With, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to spread that with the rest of the wideouts. And I want everybody to ball out, but I know what I'm able to do. And I know what I can, you know, what I, what I, the issues that I bring to a defense. So to be schemed open a little bit more, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, be be hitting hitting a lot of these holes where I can catch the ball in, in space and be able to operate. I think that we're going to be able to really uh, make some noise this year. Yeah, and I think that with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and yourself, that you guys are going to be one of the best, you know, trios. Uh, in the NFL and do some damage this season. And you guys got a lot of talented young receivers. But I want to end with this uh, because we are Raiders and Packers podcast. Raider Nation, super excited to get Antonio Brown. I'm not sure if you know him very well or have a relationship with him, but but what do you think about Antonio Brown's game and what do you think about him becoming a Raider? I'm I'm happy for him, man. I think it's going to be a good opportunity. I think that 
we we compare Derek to A Rod a lot, but in a way, I think uh, Derek got a little bit of Big Ben in them as well. I think that they two quarterbacks were, you know, they, they're not afraid to let the to let the receiver be be the hero. They're just gonna give you a chance to throw that ball, and that's what AB has really made his name off of since he's been in the league. Big Ben just tossed him that pill. I mean, that man is about five nine, five ten, whatever he is, <laughs> but he catches so many of them deep balls. I don't know what it is he's doing. But he's making the play, and uh, to be with Derek, and, and Derek is, is going to get that ball out. He's going he's gonna to give you a chance. So, um, like I said, or like you said, with the with the touchdowns that I had in college, I see I see AB having a year where they really going to give me a run for my money. We don't we don't go at it. I think it's going to be me and <laughs> me and uh, me and Antonio trying to figure out who who's going to be the, the touchdown leader of the year because I know I've been with Derek and I, I know what Antonio brings to the to the to the field and to the game. So. It's gonna be fun, man. We got a chance to work out a few times out here, so he's a real good dude. So I know they they've been enjoying each other's company so far. And James said it's gonna be a Packers and Raiders Super Bowl. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Packers Raiders hey, Super Bowl. Hey, I, and tell you, tell you know. <laughs> You know how to uh, you know how to outdo them in them touchdowns. Just when they say uh, three twenty four double stick uh, X sluggo ready break, and you tap Aaron, I'm open. Hey, I may not even I may not even say that. I may just say, I may just ask him ask him something subtle like what side you want me on. There you go. Get it over there. Spin it over here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we're gonna end with that. Uh, but Raiders Packers Super Bowl, are you good with that? Well, I'm I'm great with that. As long as I'm <laughs> I'm putting the ring on and uh <laughs> When do they give out the rings? As long as I'm the one putting that ring on, I'm going to be good. Okay. There we go. Well, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Tay. Well, that was awesome. I have a newfound respect for Devontae now. Uh, by the way, I had to let James go because he had to go on air. And, you know, the NFL Network pays him the big bucks, so I had to let him do his thing. But I hope you guys enjoyed Tay as much as we did. My big takeaway is... I need to make sure I draft Tay in fantasy this year because he's going to have a big year. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm really not because he is going to have a big year. But my biggest takeaway is, one, he's a good dude. No surprise, though. You know, he's from the Bay. I love hearing stories of athletes overcoming adversity and not letting themselves become a victim of their circumstance. You know, a kid from EPA is now one of the best receivers in the National Football League. And he's young. He's just getting started. So... I'm excited to see his career continue to take off, continue to flourish. So Packers fans should all be pumped up and Raider Nation should be as well. You know, after hearing everything Tay had to say about AB and more importantly, everything he had to say about Derek Carr. He really believes in him, as do James and I. So we'll see how it all plays out. I'm pretty pumped. Training camp begins in a couple weeks. So it's almost football time, y'all. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, don't forget to rate us and write a review. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out.